Welcome, everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go, Niners. Let's go, Niners. New, 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 new episode of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast. I am Andrew Pasquini, Jason Aponte to my side. We are here to talk about the San Francisco 49ers, and good thing nothing was said during Kyle Shanahan's time with the press that would cause us to talk about it. Just We're just here to talk about the 49ers. Jason, how are you doing on this lovely, it's Friday, how, how are you doing today? Doing great. Uh, yeah, very uneventful day today. No, yeah. no real reason for um, excitement in any way. I kind of was wondering, what are we even going to talk about on this show? Yeah. How will we be able to fill time on this show? And what could we possibly dive into that would even elicit a little bit of interest from the audience? I mean, I, you wanted to do a Trader Joe's podcast. I was completely with that as well, too, because the analysis that we can give to the products that Trader Joe's offers I think far exceeds anything that's happened in 49ers land yes. at this point. Yes, yes. No, definitely. Uh, Trader Joe's shout out. Um, yeah, so we're very oh. funny. Yeah, there we go. Uh, they got a new kicker. Uh, there we what, go. I already Sly, right? Jo- uh, Joey Sly. Podcast over. Okay, Joey Sly, the, new, new kicker, done. Played for the Panthers. He's ripped. The Giants have the best linebackers and kickers in the league uh, per sources. No, obviously, we're, we're burying the lead here. The uh, – Kyle Shanahan had a little bit of an announcement today. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo is out due to that calf injury, Mm -hmm. which opens the door for what everybody wants. A lot of people want, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people want to see is Trey Lance, his first career NFL start. And I'm going to start it in a little bit of a different, this conversation, a little bit of a different way uh, than maybe you expected. I don't know what you expected from me. I, you know, whatever. Um, this game becomes very important, mm. right? Because in my head, if Trey Lance is very good, I think we know where the conversation is going to go in this next two weeks, right? It's going to be two weeks of, okay, Lance is the starter. You know, Garoppolo lost his spot because that's probably what it's going to be. Because if you look at why the Niners lost against Green Bay, why the Niners lost against Seattle, why the Niners struggled with the Eagles was the offense struggled. And where does that always start at the quarterback position? Right. But on the flip side, and I'm knocking on wood, hoping that that doesn't happen is if Trey Lance struggles going into the bye week, we're going to have two weeks of conversation of, Oh my God, what are the Niners going to do at quarterback? Because this is the NFL, Jason. We don't think about the long term. We think of everything on a week to week basis and we can't, function deeper than just what happened the previous Sunday. So to me, this game got very important with the the quarterback change. I don't think it's a permanent change yet, but if Trey Lance plays very, very well, or if he plays well, I don't even think we need to add the very, very, if he just plays well, the conversation has ended in my opinion. And I think that the game is a little bit more important now when you look at the Seattle Seahawks situation with Russell yes. Wilson now about to be out for possibly six to eight weeks. This is the 49ers golden chance right here to get back in there because the Rams don't seem to be losing games. They're finding ways to win games as they did last night, even though Geno Smith looked pretty good for a guy who who hasn't played in a long time. But yeah. I think that that adds another layer to this where if the 49ers can knock off Arizona this week, which spoiler alert, I am going to predict that as well, too, that they are going to win this game. And as you said, Trey Lance playing well is good enough. And if you see the offense take strides, that is good enough to carry the conversation into the bye week. 
And just an example, Justin Fields had to play when Andy Dalton was injured, right? Yeah. Um, he actually had a good showing. Matt Nagy says Andy Dalton's our starter when he's back. Guess what? Reverse course and said, you know what? Let's go with the kid. There could be a similar situation there. Not that I'm comparing Nagy to Shanahan because they don't have the same thought process. But at the same time, this game becomes way bigger in terms of where the 49ers can go in this division. And they have a chance to really leapfrog Seattle because no disrespect to Geno Smith. I'm not really as worried about them, and that defense is still pretty bad. So, I mean, this is the 49ers' chance right here to make a statement and to see what this conversation will be like going into the bye week. So, um, yes, I, this game has completely changed, especially when you consider the quarterback change, and now you're talking about Seattle struggling and possibly losing games in a row now because of their quarterback yeah. being injured. That was probably the nicest way you could have compared Matt Nagy and Kyle Shanahan, by the way. So kudos, kudos to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen too many negative uh, comparisons. You know, uh, is you know what is it? Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan is uh, Matt Nagy and Yeezys, and I'm just like, okay, guys, let's not let's not yeah, let's not go that far. So. Oh yes. man, if you if you if you want to have a fun deep dive with Kyle Shanahan comparison, go talk to Vish and see what he says about that because his 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 Kyle Shanahan comparison is very fun. Okay. Uh, not so fun as a Niner fan, but, uh, yeah, Trey Lance, I, I think the thing I'm most excited for, and I, I think you're probably excited for it too, because you are the, the tape connoisseur. I don't even, God, I don't even know what I tried to Connoisseur. There we go. Jason knew where I was going with that, uh, <laughs> of this podcast. I I'm excited to see what, how Shanahan does with him, what he does, how he utilizes it, because we, we saw him do it a little bit when Lance came in to start the game, three run plays, three option run plays or RPOs, whatever fandangled t- terminology you want to use, you know, Christ, mm-hmm. man. Um, it, it, I'm excited to see what he does with a week's full of, of game planning with him at QB one. I know it's going to be a little tougher with, with Kittle out or not out. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Didn't break news there. Doubtful. I, apologize. I think he's out. Yeah. He, doubtful doesn't sound good, but we'll see. Maybe he wakes up tomorrow. He feels fine. Um, you know, so so it, it's going to be interesting to see what Shanahan does with Lance in this first game to see the ways he, lack of a better term, protects him because it is it is his first start. It, it's it's gonna, there's going to be a learning curve. Let's let's be honest. There's a reason he hasn't played as much is likely because Shanahan didn't feel comfortable with it yet. Now he's forced into it. So we'll see how comfortable he actually is with him. See how he protects him. See what he draws up, and then just to see how he. Dare I, you know, we, we say that the offense with Garoppolo is the offense with training wheels or whatever we want. I forget the exact terminology we use on that, but we'll see if maybe Shanahan loosens the, the training wheels a little bit for Lance. Not because I'm saying Lance is better than Garoppolo right now, because I don't know if that's true. It's the idea of Lance's athleticism and playmaking ability, the idea of it. Is there and, and I think it's fair to say that the athleticism and playmaking ability is higher for Trey Lance than it is Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that's a far stretch to say. Nothing against Garoppolo. Uh, so so I'm just I'm excited to see what Shanahan does because we spent probably the most amount of time on this podcast, Jason, saying negative things about Shanahan on Wednesday because it was deserved, not saying it wasn't. I'm excited to see how he bounces back from what was last week to this week against a coach who probably is worse than him right cliff kingsbury we're anti-cliff kingsbury podcast here um so i'm i'm excited to see what shanahan has up his sleeve for this game 
Yeah, and I can only speculate, but I, I would think that it's a lot of quick defined reads. Um, it's going to be a lot of zone read, which is going to be used to slow down Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. It'll be very smart to do that. Um, the the Cardinals actually match up very well. They have a lot of speed at the second level. Xavier Collins and and um, and um, Isaiah Simmons, very fast guys. So that's going to be uh, something that I'm looking for as well, too. But everything in this offense is going to be based off of the run. So if the run game's working, then those play-action shots will be out there. Um, I expect Shanahan to run a bunch of bootlegs with him as well, too, and uh, just get him some easy throws to get him in the mix, get him going. But um, I suspect that this running game is going to be really what is going to be tough to stop, not only with just Lance, you know, taking that thing out and running it by himself, but I expect Chase Sermon to have a really good game. Arizona's at the bottom of the league in terms of run rushing yards per game allowed. So I know that we said this with the Seattle Seahawks, and you know what? For everything that, that happened in that game, the 49ers actually ran the ball well, and that was before mm-hmm. uh, Trey Lance got into the game. Trey Sermon had a very good game, particularly in between the tackles. This was probably his best showing. Um, not even probably. It was his best showing um, in the NFL so far. So I expect a lot of that and as well, too. So, you know, the play action is going to open everything up. It's going to be a little bit more of a challenge because we understand how much, how vital George Kittle is to the run game. He's essentially a, another lineman who can actually catch the ball. So we're going to see how that works. I expect to see Juice over there a little bit more because he's a great blocker. So it's going to be very interesting to watch. When you watch back the All-22, the formations that they were running was basically a pistol formation with, with Kyle Juszczyk to the side of him and and that was giving people fits in that game. Seattle was standing there flat-footed, waiting to figure out where the ball was going after the mesh point. You can expect things like that. But I think that Arizona actually has a much better defense than Seattle, which is not really saying much because Seattle's probably at the bottom of the league right now when it comes to that. But I'm very interested to figure out what they cooked up, how exactly is Shanahan's script going to be mm-hmm. in the beginning? Because you understand that the first drive is always scripted, right? That's yes. always what you worked in. That's the install. They go through it. Then after that, when the game gets in the hands of now you have to actually play call, where does he go in certain situations? Are mm-hmm. you going to be more aggressive on fourth down? Are you going to try to punch it in on fourth down from from the one and instead of taking field goals? And these are all things that I'm looking for right here. So, And it's, and it's an exciting time, right? Like yes. on top of this game being a big game now, now we get to see some of the development for the number three pick so there's a lot of excitement around this game but i'm very excited to figure out how kyle shanahan um plans to slow down this arizona cardinals team that's undefeated yeah and you mentioned arizona's run defense uh seventh most rushing yards per game allowed 135.8 and you the run game is going to be very important because you mentioned that arizona offense being able to shorten this game up and keeping Kyler Murray off the field is going to be very, very important. Uh, because I mean, it, we're, we're listen, we're a quarter of the way through a season. It's it's way too early to even mention the three letters MVP. Uh, but Kyler Murray has to be up there, right? He's 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 the best player on the best team right now because they are the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Um, so yeah, Shanahan, I I you, you make a great point with the scripted plays. See what Shanahan's thoughts are for the plays he can get Trey Lance going for. And all the reasons this game is exciting is what's going to make it very important is, is Trey Lance, how he actually looks. Because if the Niners can figure out the quarterback thing, this offense will start humming because, because they have the weapons and they have the offensive mind there. Uh, but we'll talk about the other offense now. And also uh, another random thought I had about that, not a random thought, but this game's in Arizona. It kind of plays as a neutral site game. Home game. Well, because the Niners, they they finish their season. They they they're a little familiar with what it's like going into a game. Obviously, the crowd's going to be there. That's that's the big difference here. Uh, so this is kind of like a fake neutral site game for the Niners. They're they're used to this the field down there. 
Uh, but yeah, Arizona's offense is something. It's it's yeah. very good. Uh, and I mean, the thing is, is it's not just Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, and Chase. I know Edmonds is, I believe he's questionable for some. He's Sunday. probably going to be a game time call. Yes. So I, I was just looking at the stats. Um, Arizona has three receivers who have 20 or more targets. It's Hopkins, Green, and Edmonds. Four receivers who have 200 or more yards. Uh, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Rondale Moore. Moore. And five receivers who have a touchdown, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, uh, Moore, and Max Williams, who I believe is also on the injury report. I don't think he's actually going to play in this one. I think he's on a closer to the doubtful side. Yeah. There we go. But but even too, even even without him, it's like they have so many targets that they have that they use in the offense. And the big question for the Niners has been the secondary, the the cornerback depth and all that. This is going to be the biggest test. Yeah. Because yeah, DJ Metcalf and and um, Tyler Lockett very good. Uh, the Niners did a good job against DJ Metcalf. I just to me DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green, especially with the way Green has been playing, he it, it's it's going to be a rough outing for the Niners secondary, which is going to put more pressure on the Niners front four, front seven, you know whatever you want to say, and the pass rush against Kyler Murray. And as Niner fans are kind of used to the Niners defensive line, not doing well against Kyler Murray. So it, it's this game feels stressful for the defense just because of who they're facing and all the targets they have. Uh, they put up a lot of yards. They're first in total yards. They're third in percent of dr- percentage of drives ending in a score. They more than half the time, 51% of the time they score on drives. This might be the most stressed the Niners defense is going to look this season, and it's definitely going to be the hardest test for D'Amico Ryans uh, early on here. Yeah, and one more note about the offense is Trent Williams is going to play, which is really, really big for Trey Lance, and and I'm very happy that that's happening because you don't want that. That's his blind side. You definitely want to make sure that that's short up. You want the best left tackle Mm -hmm. out there, so that also helps as well. In terms of the defense, obviously the air raid is to spread you out and to get you you know, in in all sort of advantageous matchups, right? That's the whole idea of it, right? And you have a quarterback who can – slip away from it. So it's going to be very important for the 49ers to contain Kyler Murray in the pocket. Do not lose that containment. Make him make throws from the pocket because when he starts to move around, he's building rapport with guys and that scramble drill, you cannot expect secondary uh, players, especially cornerbacks, to cover for five, six, seven seconds. Rondell Moore has been a godsend for them. I didn't think that it, it made sense for them to draft him, but when you're looking at the four receivers that they can run out in the air raid, Kirk, Green, Moore, and Hopkins, it's a problem. It is. And, uh, Chase Edmonds may not play in this game, but James Conner has been playing actually very well for them as well, too. So he's there as well. So it's going to be interesting to figure out how the 49ers match up. Seems like Josh Norman is going to play in this game. So you're going to see Norman. You're going to see Mosley on the outside. What happens now is who is going to be playing on the inside? Because I for sure don't want to see Fred Warner on one of these receivers as good as he is. You don't want to see that constantly. Same thing with Aziz Alshair. So what do you do? Do you go to more of a dime look? Do you do you just rush four and you're dropping everyone else and you have more secondary members? It's going to be very, very interesting to figure out what D'Amico Ryans does here. And I'll point to the Philly game. And, I, and even the Seattle game, I think they're doing a great job so far of containing mobile quarterbacks. Uh, you know, obviously, D'Amico is a lot more aggressive, as you saw when Dante Johnson nearly wrapped up Russell Wilson for a sack. Yeah. He slipped out. That's the Russell Wilson special. But I'm not really going to kill Dante Johnson for that. It's just what happens. But it's going to be interesting to figure out when he picks his spots to blitz. And can they get to Kyler Murray before things develop down the field? And can you force them into some uncomfortable situations? Because the the main question mark 
about this team was never necessarily talent. It was always, okay, as a play caller, Cliff Kingsbury, can you show some growth? Can you keep, can you stop putting DeAndre Hopkins in one spot and having him run three yard outs? And when the pressure is on, can you call the right plays? Um, I think that another thing that we need to put into context here is with the Cardinals is last year, they started out similarly hot, right? Yeah. And not four and oh, but you know, they, they were playing very well. Kyler Murray gets injured. And then all of a sudden the, the offense tapers off the play calling falls apart. So yes, they're four and oh right now. Are they a four and oh team now that is, you know, playoff bound? They could be, or they could be that team that we've seen the last few years. So it's going to be interesting to figure out how they do this. Um, D'Amico Ryan says his handful and so does defense. So, um, are you going to see Dante Johnson in nickel? Are you going to see Lenore? Are you know? So would it be Lenore, Norman, Kirkpatrick, and and uh, and Emmanuel Mosley? I, I mean, who knows? And they can they can mix and match all they want as well too. So I guess I'm guessing it's going to be more about who's performing, and if someone is not performing well, then someone else steps right in. So those would be the four that I'm looking at right there who are actually going to be trying to cover these wide receivers. So it's going to be very interesting to figure out how they slow this offense down because right now. Kyler Murray's a one-man wrecking crew. Yeah, and I think, too, I think one thing that'll help compared to what they did at least in week one last year was the way they played DeAndre Hopkins. I think Ryans is going to be a little more aggressive on the cornerback aspect of the defense. Because, I mean, if you remember last year, week one, what was Sala's strategy against DeAndre Hopkins was very curious. And I be- it was pretty consistent just giving him eight yards of space off the line. Uh, and letting him get those underneath routes that Cliff Kingsbury loves to call. And you saw that change a little bit in the second game because I, I remember a few like third and fourth downs for Arizona's offense uh, where they just ran slant routes uh, to Hopkins and the Niners ate it up every time. So I'm, I'm interested to see. I mean, that, that secondary matchup against these receivers is going to be a very, very curious uh, one to watch. And I, I just – Kyler Murray scares me. I, th- I think I don't know if it's if it's weird to say. I think I'm at a point with Kyler Murray uh, that I think he's more he puts more fear in me than Russell Wilson does. I think he has more athleticism than him, and I think he has. Oh, I got to word this better because I because I know Russell Wilson has the best deep ball in the NFL right now. I'm not trying to dispute that, but I feel like Kyler Murray has better quarterback skills i don't even know what i'm trying to word at this point just something about kyler murray scares me more than russell wilson and this this niners defense needs to be ready for it they need to figure out ways it's not as easy as you know i I remember the old school thought of against mobile quarterbacks just have your dns contain it's it that's not what this is with kyler murray anymore you can't you can't do that against mobile quarterbacks it's gonna come down to actually knocking him down, getting in his face and, and things like that. So I'm, this is a chess match. I'm very interested to see. And I think this would be the biggest matchup. It's just the Niners secondary, not even the front four, just the secondary and how they respond against these good receivers and Kyler Murray. Yeah. And I think that, you know, yes, obviously the old school way is the, the containment portion, but I think it's really about gap integrity. And um, Jordan actually posted a clip today of where the play broke down, Aaron Donald um, gets ready to watch Kyler Murray load up and he dives at him like almost like a video game and Kyler Murray just steps back and now he's got this entire lane to throw the football and he does. Those are the types of plays that he can make. Um, You know, you always fear that because for somebody who is just, you know, he can run around and and you're obviously afraid of the legs. The kid has a cannon as well, as we all know, and he can definitely throw it downfield. So you're always worried about when he loads up and he's getting ready to toss it. Okay, get in his face. So it's all about gap integrity and it's going to be containment making sure that you're in your 
proper place. Don't get taken out of the play. Um, don't allow yourself to get pushed out of the way by two linemen or anything like that. Stay in your gap and make sure that I, 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 you can't even really spy him at this point when you're no. talking about how many receivers are going to be on the field at the same time. Um, I expect some some disguises. Like, for instance, maybe there's there's an instance where Dante Johnson's in a slot and Aziz Al-Shair is in the middle, and Dante Johnson comes on a fire zone, and Aziz Al-Shair just floats over to, to his guy. So um, that was something that they ran um, against Seattle. I believe it was the first drive. Um, shout out to Vish. He called it out. It was Palms coverage with the fire zone blitz where Jimmy Ward was over uh, DK Metcalf. He he goes to the quarterback. It caused confusion. Javon Kinlaw got a great rush towards uh, Russell Wilson, and Emmanuel mostly drove on DK Metcalf, uh, uh, and it was a high throw. So those are the type of things that you're going to have to do. I think the 49ers, I mean, I feel like we're a broken record saying this. They have to start fast, and they cannot fall behind because falling behind is not going to be the way that they're going to win this game. Keep this game. Um, control the clock. Keep Kyler Murray off the field. And walk away with touchdowns. Field goals are not going to beat this team. Um, I, you know, no disrespect to Joey Sly, but just no, no, no field goals. Uh, like you have to score touchdowns, and you're going to have to sustain drives. Keep Kyler Murray on the on the sideline and try to limit as many plays as he can have on the field, just so you can put yourself in a position to win this game. Yeah, I, th- I think the key is you make a great point with don't fall behind. The key is going to be keep the run game involved in this game. I mean, if you're falling behind, you know, if you're if you're behind like against Seattle, 21 to seven behind Green Bay, 17 to nothing, you're going to have to abandon that run game. And now you take a very large part of what Trey Lance can do for this offense out of the offense where you're now making him a passer where what what he can do, what he specializes is in it. the Wow, that was a sentence. What he specializes in is that read option, that the the thought of he sticks the ball out, is he keeping it, is Sermon getting it, is Mitchell getting it, is he going to give it, whatever, you know, or is he going to roll out and run, is he going to roll out and throw, what is he going to do? So the Niners have to keep the run game involved in this game, and that the large part of that is keep the game close, or even, I don't know, blow the Cardinals out and just run the ball the whole game. So it, it's it's going to be interesting in that. And I think Trey Lance is going to have a good game because you mentioned Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. The Arizona pass rush is meh to me. It's Um, the first week. It's all skewed because of the first week where Chandler Jones had like five sacks. He had five sacks after week one. Guess how many sacks he has on the entirety of 2021? Five. Five sacks. Hasn't had a sack since then. Arizona blitzes 30.6% of the time. That's seventh most in the league. They only create pressures on 23.8% of uh, percent of pass plays, which is 18th in the league. So they're bringing rushers, but they're not getting through. And now they're facing a 49ers offensive line that has been very good. Very good. Like there's no if, – if you just want to look at it in basic terms, they've allowed two sacks this season. Mm-hmm. They've allowed two sacks this season. They've had a very good year. You know who nobody's talking about? Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey. Nobody's talking about Mike McGlinchey because they can't find anything bad to say about him. He's having a damn good year. Um, you know, we were worried about the right guard position. Daniel Brunskill has been fine. Trent Williams exists. And as long as he exists, he's the best left, left tackle in the world. I think the biggest question on the line right now is what Alex Mack is doing because he's he's struggling, but he's it's not showing because the whole, the line as a whole has been very good. Trey Lance is going to have time. He's going to have time to make those read options. He's going to have time to find a receiver downfield and show off that arm he has because for the first time since 2019, it feels like this Niners offense can actually move 15, 20, 20 yards at a time. And and Trey Lance gives you that. So I, I think as worried as I am about the defense and the secondary, 
I am just as confident that the Niners offense, especially with the struggle Arizona has getting to, I think they only have like eight sacks this season. And five of those came from Chandler Jones in week one. So, so yeah, as worried as I am about the Niners defense, I feel just as confident as the Niners offense against this Arizona defense. Yeah, absolutely. And if this offense is what we think it's going to be with Trey Lance, then it's got to show it right away. This is the this is the week, you know, especially when you talk about how bad they are at defending the run. Um, and now you bring up the point about their pass rush. Um, I think that those are great points and the 49ers need to capitalize on that and they need to start fast. Make sure that they're keeping keeping the keeping Kyler Murray on the sidelines. And um, I'm, I'm interested to figure out what this split is going to be with Sermon and Elijah Mitchell as well. You know that Mitchell actually, you know, broke out in week one. But when you really look at it, aside from that long run, um, I think he averaged something like 2.3 per carry on all of those. So I would pump the brakes on it just being automatically Mitchell's show. I think the Sermon is somebody who they had an idea going into the season was going to be 1A, 1B with Raheem Mostert. So it's good to find out what, what, what we're going to be dealing with here. Are we just going to see Elijah Mitchell strictly on passing downs or in obvious passing situations mm-hmm. or on, on just third downs only? So, um I think that that's what's going to be, uh, you know, a, a little bit more to, to monitor, in my opinion. And when you talk about how Trey Sermon looked before Trey, uh, Trey Lance got in the game and after, it was a sizable difference because when that ball's in the mesh point and it's there, those outside rushers, those linebackers, they have to stand there and wait to figure out where the ball's going. And then they have to react. You're reading and reacting. You're not just reacting. So that's what makes it so dangerous. That's what's going to hold the pass rush at bay as well, too, because all three of those things exist. You're going to have a man coming across, which will probably be Debo. It'll be in Sermon's belly. It'll be in Trey's hands. Or it'll just get pulled out, and Trey's going to throw it down the field as well, too. So, And Jesus makes a good point here, too, because because we know Kyle Shanahan loves his his little leak. leak leak to Dwelly. Use check probably the most likely one there. Um, we appreciate the donation, Jesus. Love all of you equally, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, no, just fantastic point because the, the offense, this uh, this is going to sound like a knock on Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's really not. It's just how excited I am for Trey Lance. This offense feels open for the first time this season. This offense really feels like they have something to them. I guess the best way I've been describing it, and I don't know if it's the most sense of what how I'm explaining it. This will be the first time this season. The Niners offense isn't playing 10 on 11. They're playing 11 on 11 now because of what Trey Lance can do for this offense. And, and I think all it takes is one Trey Lance run of 15 yards on an option play for them to kind of sneak the defense up and be like, we can't get beat with this run for him to go over the top. Like it just, Exactly. There we go. Uh, Vader Joe, perfect point. The, the sky's the limit feeling. That's what it is. Is mm-hmm. this, this feels like for the first time, I am excited to watch this offense since week one um, because of what they did in week two and then week three and week four, and it's just kind of stacked. This is the first time the offense feel, really feels like the sky's the limit. And as I said, that's not a knock at Garoppolo. It's more of a compliment at what the potential of Trey Lance's skill set is going to be. Yeah. Absolutely. And we and we knew that we knew that, you know, the ceiling gets raised with Trey Lance. Obviously, you see the shot plays plays. that just can't happen. Uh, there he is. What's up, Don Burr? <laughs> Don Burr is here uh, for for the audio listeners. Uh, Don Burr says Detroit versus everybody. Can we win a game? Vikings up next. Hey, man, look, I told you that I was going to become a de facto Lions yeah. fan just for you after this one, that one game. And yeah, I'm rooting for them every time just for you, Don. I there, what's, you. what's funny is that Ravens game. And I hate to bring it up is I was at a friend's house and when pregame was starting, I was like, 
I feel like Detroit's going to win this. I don't know what it is, but I feel like Detroit's going to win this. And we won't talk about the finish. I just know my first thought with that finish was I hope Don Burr's okay. Right. Uh, but anyways, back back to the Niners. I, I get excited when Dombers here. On a yeah, no. So I mean, it's it's obvious that Trey Lance does things that Jimmy Garoppolo can't down the field. Um, you know, the, there's guys running open, but very often Jimmy Garoppolo is in the middle of the field. He's always on his first read, things like that. Like, and again, we've talked about it. Trey Lance actually goes through his reads. We just need him to go through the reads faster, and that'll come with reps, though. Mm-hmm. But it's impressive to see. I saw it in camp. You saw it in the Chargers game, especially on that Travis Benjamin touchdown. One, two, and then three gets the ball out really fast. And he has the arm speed to, if he's even a fraction late, though, you know, to his rush, he can still get the ball and get it past the defender. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have that in his arsenal. So he has to be precise on time with all his reads, all his throws, because if he's not, they either get knocked down or guys can undercut them. And that's not a knock at him. He just doesn't have the arm Mm -hmm. that Trey Lance does. And that opens up things down the field. I expect that it's still going to be a bit of a stripped down playbook. Just, uh, you know, plays that he knows he can execute. This is not the time to try anything that you haven't done. Ergo, throwbacks from a second week running back to a quarterback. I was make that joke. Yeah, yeah. This is not the week to do any of those things. Get whatever you've been practicing, whatever you've been helping him develop on, and you know that he can do, do it. And then you can work on what he can't do later on. You have two weeks until the next game. So um, all of those things are true with Trey Lance, and there's so much potential for, you know, if the, if the 49ers got into a shootout with them, I feel much better with Trey Lance in the shootout than Jimmy Garoppolo, even though they have uh, they have won those sort of shootout games. But here's one more point that I'll make for everybody, you know, about, oh, well, we've beaten Arizona. Well, every single game with Arizona has been a nail biter. Even mm-hmm. that the, the game that they won by, I guess it was two touchdowns because they had a garbage time touchdown at the end, like with the last play. Every game has always been the same with them. When it comes to division rivals, toss out what's been happening with them and other teams. Those games are going to be tight. And here, I'll point to last night's game. The Rams' offense was humming, and Seattle's defense is bad. They didn't come out and light the world on fire because they're division rivals. They know each other very well, and they were able to they were able to like knock it out until the end of the game, and then the Rams take it over. But yeah, I mean, you got to kind of toss everything out when you, in these division games because they're all so close. Everybody knows everybody. So, um, donation from Paul Madison. Let's go Giants. Sure, why not? Paul Madison's my guy, okay? He's a big EPL guy. He knows I'm a big Wolves fan. Now, I bought FIFA 22 just to play with Wolves. Excited. Hey, Sue, seeing the story about Trey Lance. I'm assuming that's Trey Lance progress in the NFL. Once this kid is given the chance, he's going to take the NFL by storm. Yeah, I mean, let's real quick, and I I have a question here. I don't want to lose M's question because you touched on it, and I think it's an interesting question. Can we go into a shootout with Trey Lance? I don't know. We don't know what Trey Lance actually looks like yet, but the idea of Trey Lance, yeah, I, I think, I absolutely think we can. Uh, but to back to Jesus's point, I just didn't want to lose uh, uh, M's question. Mm-hmm. If Trey Lance, let's say he performs well, let's say 250 yards, two touchdowns, one intercept, whatever it may be, and he wins this starting job, is he like, the maybe favorite through five weeks not through five weeks but given time to win rookie offensive rookie of the year because who's really done anything offensive wise rookie Najee okay so that that's probably the leading name but if you compare all the other quarterbacks they've been mid like none Mm -hmm. of them have really blown anything out of the water so if Trey Lance comes out gets the starting spot and let's say he gives you three four weeks of 200 plus yards, minimal turnovers, couple touchdowns, uh, running the ball well. 
could be looking at an offensive rookie of the year candidate. And so I, I think that's the, the peak of, Oh, Mac Jones too. Mac jo- Don Burr makes a good point. Mac Jones, I forget he's a rookie for some reason, maybe because he plays for New England and just I don't picture New England with a rookie quarterback because my dumb brain still thinks Tom Brady is a quarterback. Um, but yeah, hey, Suze, I, I think he has a chance to take the NFL by storm, especially with the the poor quarterback play out of this rookie class. I'm just interested to see what's going to be the discussion if Trey Lance plays very well going into the bye because Kyle Shanahan was pretty steadfast today saying that if Jimmy Garoppolo was 100%, he was going to go right back to him. So um, I think that we're going to have a lot of time to discuss this performance and break it down and figure out what's going on as well, too. Um, I pointed to the Bears situation. Obviously, that's not apples to apples because it's two different coaches. But there is a scenario where, you know, Justin Fields started off poorly. I believe that that was two things. One, Horrendous play calling by Nagy to their their uh, offensive line was just getting worked by Miles Garrett. Now they turn the page and flip the, the playbook over to Bill Lazor. And all of a sudden, the next week with a week full of game plan, all of a sudden, Justin Fields is competent. So I think that it's going to be a long week in between, depending on how Trey Lance does. And if Trey Lance comes out here and he beats Arizona, there's going to be a large outcry of people saying, how can you even think about going back to Jimmy Garoppolo? But I'm not certain, no matter who says whatever, that Kyle Shanahan is swayed by public perception, public outcry, or anyone's uh, or anyone's take. So it's going to be very interesting around here in 49ers land, especially if the 49ers do what I think is uh, going to happen, meaning that they're going to win this game. I think I think this needs to be said to 49ers Twitter because I think they think they persuade. I think Kyle Shanahan doesn't give a shit what you think. Nope. So like, like we could 49ers Twitter can push the narrative all they want. You could, you could have all your Twitter spaces. You could have all your tweets about how Trey Lance is better than Jimmy Garoppolo and think it does something. It doesn't. Uh, and that's okay. But I mean, if Trey Lance, if Trey, I'll, I'll put it like this. I know I just said something negative about 49ers Twitter. If Trey Lance does well, does very well, I look forward to the tweets on Monday of when's he going to announce him the starter? And then the tweets on Tuesday, when's he going to announce him as a starter? Then Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And we're going to get a week of it until he actually has to name them the following Friday. So th- this is um, it's a very interesting time for a 49ers bye week just because of all the things of if there is momentum after this game, it's going to be a little harder to build off of that momentum of Trey Lance. And if Trey Lance does well, it's going to be a two weeks of, oh my God, Trey Lance needs to be the starter. So uh, very, very fun and inconvenient bye week uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. And imagine the Twitter spaces after after Trey Lance torches the Cardinals and wins the game and how long it's going to be. It's going to be the longest two weeks ever. I might, you know, that bye week, I promise you, I'm just going to sit and I'm just going to get drunk and just watch football because I'm not participating in any of that discussion. You know, because again, one, nobody gives a damn what I think, especially Kyle Shanahan. And two, you're kind of spinning your wheels at this point. You really just have to understand that, you know, it's out of your hands. It's above you. Kyle Shanahan does not care. and He's going to do whatever he wants. And yes. he's got to kind of live with the consequences or live with his decision, not consequences. Live with his decision. That's it. And Kyle Shanahan just feels like a guy who, like, is 100% okay living with his decisions. Like, he just – he seems like such a relaxed and chill guy. And I'm really excited – for uh, the seven-hour Twitter spaces, if Trey Lance plays well, the turn seven hours is, is that's seven, seven hours, hours is of conser- commercial is conser- free Twitter spaces, Jason. That's conservative, actually. I th- yeah. I feel like those things go over two days. 
Oh my goodness. It, it just it's always rolling. If you need listen, man, if you need if you need anybody to talk 49ers, well, just go to Twitter and find the spaces. It's there, it exists. Uh Ben, what's up? Go Florida State. You know, that's a football team that exists in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, I feel like we've touched on a lot of things in this podcast. We've yelled at 49ers Twitter. We've talked about the quarterbacks. We've previewed this game pretty well, I think. I think we've covered all the bases. Uh, so give me your final score prediction. Yep. Um, I've got the 49ers winning um, 38-31. Um, I think that the, the Cardinals, yeah, 38-31 is going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be the most fun game of the week. Um, I think that the national media knows that this is the game that they're hyping up. I don't really watch NFL Network, ESPN, any of those things, but um, I believe I was in the barbershop. And uh, I looked up while it was on, and I, I, it was like a 25-minute segment about Trey Lance. And I can I can only surmise that that's what's been going on in on on ESPN on NFL Network for this entire week. And now that we had the actual announcement, this game is going to have a lot of eyes on it. Unfortunately, for some reason, the NFL continues to book the Dallas Cowboys as the national game across the country, uh, uh, which is baffling. I get that they're good. I get that everybody likes them right now, but come on, I don't see how that is, game is more of a draw of. Trey Lance's first start versus Kyler Murray, but I've got the 49ers winning a shootout. I think the defense does just enough to hold on and win this game, but this is going to fall squarely on Trey Lance and this offense, and I think that Kyle Shanahan is going to dip into his bag this week, kind of shake off the narrative, and also give a week to breathe, and people will stop with with their, their nonsensical get-rid-of-Kyle things instead of just criticizing at this point, so... Jason, I'm going to say it right now. If Trey Lance leads the offense to 38 points, Kyle Shanahan needs to announce him as the starter like after the game. Um, I have Arizona 28, San Francisco 20. Uh, Arizona's very good. Nothing against Trey Lance, man. Listen, like I I know the excitement's there for Trey Lance, but we need to – Step back, remember breaks. what he is. He's a rookie quarterback and is making his first career start. I think, I, I just think to me, Arizona always gives the Niners fits. They're good. It's a home game for them. If, if this game is in Santa Clara, I'm probably saying the Niners win. I think these two teams are a lot closer than what it feels like right now. And I think Trey Lance gives that more, more uh, uh, gumption to that argument. Um, I, I don't even know if that's a word. Um, but, but that, that to me feels 28, 20. I think that's going to be the final score. All right. We're going to see. I have a little bit more. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I woke up, I woke up on the optimist side of the bed today. Hey, does that glass look half full? It sure does to me. And I think that this is the time that, that, uh, it's going to happen. And I, I think I'm just basing it off of what I saw in the second half. I saw a kid who in the beginning, the game was moving a little too fast, but as things progressed, You know, it's not like Seattle went into a complete prevent defense and he was just hitting easy throws. Sure, you would like to see him get to his progressions and hit those things, but he's doing better with his legs. He can turn something out of nothing, something that, like you said, it's not 10 on 11, it's 11 on 11. I suspect this game is going to be wide open with a bunch of points. Should be a ton of fun. If I could give anybody fantasy football advice, do not start the San Francisco defense in this game. You're not going to walk away with a lot of points in this game. Uh Uh-oh. I have the 49ers defense. You better drop them. You better drop them. them? I don't know if you got to drop them. I don't know if you got to drop them. I'm not dropping a player for a defense. I'm dropping a defense for a defense, and I'll take my chance trying to get back to it because I can find one week to week. Hey, Don Burr, if you're still there, um, and I think you are, you just responded. 
I'm not going to say your name. I think I found your Twitter page. I followed you. Please confirm if you got it. I didn't follow you. That's a lie. Um, but I think I found it. Um, I'm excited if it is you because pretty cool if it is. Um, Jason, I, I I hope, I honestly, I hope your prediction's right, not just because of the Niners winning, but the final score. 38-31, I'm excited. I that You cannot tell me that would not be an entertaining football game. And I am here for exciting football. And I've, I've said that multiple times. Uh, we're going to wrap up because your boy has a baseball game to watch. And he's sure a, little, does. a little anxious about it. We'll see what sure happens. Uh, but if you're on this YouTube page and you, you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Why yes, aren't you and- subscribed? And if you're listening to the audio of this podcast and you're not subscribed to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, what are you doing? Like, just click subscribe. We love it. We love you. You could be our friends. I, I promise you, if you send photo proof of you following this podcast, or you following Jason Aponte's YouTube channel, the best YouTube channel there is Jenna marbles doesn't stand a chance against Jason Aponte. I will consider you my friend. That is what I can give to you. That's about all I can get. I can't even promise a follow back. I can just say, Hey, that person, my friend. Absolutely. And yes, also too, if you're watching right now live, just make sure you subscribe. You hit that like button for me. Um, and for us, that'll help. Uh, that'll help push the, uh, the video up in the algorithm. We appreciate everybody who's in here. Thank you guys for all the donations. And thank you guys who usually tap in. We have, the, we usually see the same few names in here and that's really, really cool that you guys um, consume the content and you enjoy it. So we always appreciate it. Never take it for granted. And we're always humbled by the support. Yes. And you don't have to show proof that you follow. You're already my friend. So yes. you, you don't have to wear your art. And I met Sin in real life. So I'm she's, so uh, jealous. Yeah, she's so jealous. uh she's actually my friend, like in real life. Not yeah, oh, sick brag, Jason. <laughs> yep. Sick brag. You have real friends. I just have friends on the internet. Okay. <laughs> um, I was gonna say something, probably not important anymore. Oh yeah, we'll be back Monday to review mm-hmm. this game. Uh maybe we go mailbag next week. Maybe we go mailbag next week. And also if you guys um if you guys have any ideas for us, what you want us to talk about, send them our way because we're going to have two weeks of, you know, no previews, no reviews because the Niners have a buy. Uh, so if you guys have an episode idea you want us to do, uh, we'll, we'll do it. We'll talk about whatever 49er topic you want us to talk about. Uh, that I'm excited. Bye weeks are kind of fun because you get to watch seven hours of commercial free football right up until Carrie Underwood says, I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Didn't think I was going to fit that in today. Did I? Did you, Jason? As always, Jason Aponte. Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. Giants in five. Giants in five. Let's go. Giants in five. You can't see me. My time is now.